All right, we are live. Welcome, everybody. I'm here this Monday with Jennifer Chapman, and uh, I'm hearing a bit of an echo, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. My setup was messed up last week by my cat, and I have not fixed it yet. Um, so I will probably stay pretty quiet and let you take it away, but you're here to talk to us about fear and how we can stop that from holding us back, which I know is a huge issue for me. I have that fear of success thing, like, oh, if I get too big, I won't be able to handle it, or I won't be able to deliver my best, or, you know, even deeper psychological issues of, like, fear of really being big and visible. So I'm really looking forward to what you have to say about fear. Yeah, thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think fear can get the best of a lot of us. And ultimately, what I've learned in my training over the last couple of years is it's the ultimate protector, right? Mm. Seeing it as simply trying to protect us from what could be if we did push through. And, and it's really just what I, you know, what I've learned about myself is like acknowledging it for what it is when it shows up and learning a new way of, of seeing it and acknowledging it and ultimately accepting it versus probably what we've been um, taught as kids is to like really cave into it. Um, kind of let it win. It's that ego part that shows up, right? And just um, understanding ultimately it, it isn't here to hurt or harm us, but just to keep us, you know, that's that's what it's ultimately doing is, um, yeah, keeping us safe, small, comfortable. I think know. it can be hard to tell the difference sometimes between what's our intuition and what is fear? Which things should we be paying attention to and say, okay, yeah, I shouldn't do that. That's my intuition warning me. And which things are like pushed through because it's going to be worth it when you get to the other side. Yeah, great point. A, a, another piece that I would um, throw out there, um, something very powerful that I've learned over the last year is when you feel that come up somatically, like where is that in your body? Ooh. and saying like if because that that feeling of excitement and that feeling of potential fear could feel the same similarly right like it's that same you know um i can't remember the chemical that that it provides in the brain i don't know if it's dopamine i could be wrong on that but um really being aware of like is it that exciting feeling that we get those butterflies like to keep pushing through or or does it feel a little bit more you know i don't know scared is the right word but just um kind of telling trying to tell us don't versus do yeah <laughs> which which is takes a lot of practice you know depending on on the situation but like you mentioned earlier, a lot of it comes from how we were brought up and how we handled fear as a kid, as a child. And are we still doing it similarly as an adult? Yeah, so, definitely. I don't know. Is this something that you help your clients to overcome? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
yeah, it's kind of talking, it's kind of bringing awareness to it first. Some people aren't even aware of, of when it comes up, what they've done. It's kind of going beyond the conscious, if you will. It's like that subconscious um, part of you. So it's bringing awareness to it for them. And then ultimately accepting it, like I mentioned, um, acknowledging it versus potentially what we, we've been taught, which is to like fight it, resist it, um, hide, you know, but really saying, okay, I see you. Thanks. Thanks for showing up, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push forward now. I'm going to, I'm going to move forward in what feels aligned and knowing if I do, I'm going to ultimately, regardless, learn something. If I do, I'm, how can I harm myself if I say yes to something that feels scary or I have this fear of it's either you I mean you're gonna find an answer no matter what yeah I like the idea of treating fear in a gentle way instead of a like I need to fight you and force you away yeah it's what we I mean you could asking a, a client it's like when's the first time you felt that what did you do what happened um and every, almost every time they can go back to something when they were in school or in a, a situation with a, with a parent or a loved one in some capacity. Um, and are you reverting back to what you did when you were, when you were a kid, which would make a lot of sense because you haven't been any other way potentially until now you face a new situation and you know, you, you maybe want to do it, but how do you do it? Yeah, we, we learned a coping mechanism once and we're like, okay, we're going to keep doing that. Yeah, whether we were aware of it or not, until you literally kind of dig, kind of dig a little deeper as from a coaching standpoint and kind of going, it's going to the root cause of how that comes up for you and when you first felt that. And a lot of clients are, are surprised, like, when they, because we don't do that very often as adults unless we're guided or led or asked for that support to go back and tying it to oh man i remember this this happened to me in fifth grade where i was i had this fear of being seen in my class you know to stand up for a presentation or i was made fun of or bullied or you know it, it's so there's so many situations that when someone can go back and be like yep that's that's when it started and i see that now and i'm gonna understand and accept that this that is teaching me something now as an adult and I want to take I want to pivot I want to take a different action than I would have before yeah I'm guessing that when your clients come to you that they're not really aware that that's what's going to come up so what when they first come into your world how do they know that they need to work with you it's no the biggest thing is knowing that maybe they're not okay with where they are, but they don't want to stay where they are. Mm. Uh, I mean, that, that's a not know what's keeping them stuck, but they want to get unstuck. Yes. And I mean, that, that directly goes back to why I said, said yes to my first life coach three and a half years ago. It's like, I was living with so much fear and anxiety in my life 
And yes, I had an amazing support system. And that's definitely helpful for people out there that have that. But sometimes that's not enough. And so it's definitely taking that first step and saying, I no longer want to be where I am, but I don't know how to get out of it. But I'm willing and want to 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 get on the other side of this fear of what's holding me back. When you find that root cause of fear, do you find that it keeps coming back or are you able to like resolve it permanently? I feel like when we, when we can go to that root cause and know how to handle it at that point and then moving forward, that's, that's your key to, to the, that freedom. It's kind of like breaking through finally and addressing it differently now moving forward every time. That's so what I've seen. So fears come up, you have a different way of coping with it. Yeah, it's quite powerful. I've seen it numerous times happen. And it is it's it is those transformational moments in people where it's like that, it's like that block that's holding it back. And it's from what I've learned is that blocks are in the way they are the way. Mm, interesting. Which was like a completely that powerful moment. And, you know, that realization and it just like, it made a lot of sense, but until you are willing to look and want to know how to do it, you'll continue to still be, I don't want to say eaten up by fear, but that's, what's going to hold you back from seeing uh, your, your greatest potential. So it's kind of steering into those blocks instead of trying to avoid them and duck them. Totally. 100%. You have to, once you, once you need it, that's when you, that's when you can break free of it. You have to be willing to meet it where, you know, and accepting it versus resisting it. But I, I can't say that enough because it's just in our DNA to fight it you know, fight or resist. Yeah. I think it's hard to even tell when you're fighting it uh, as opposed to pushing through it and into it. Like, I, I don't know if I would even know when I was doing it. Yeah. A lot of times we, we, we aren't aware until hindsight, when you look back and be like, you know, that's why I didn't do that. I was just, I'm, I got in my own way. Mm. And I, I mean, I see that now as a, as a new coach, as a new entrepreneur, like it's that fear of, you know, sometimes putting myself out there and being seen. And when I can acknowledge it and say, I'm going to do this anyways, thanks for showing up, but here I go. <laughs> it's like, it's easier than I think that it's going to be ultimately like I've made it really hard by that protection. That's up that wall that is up. Honestly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of things we make harder on ourselves than they need to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say like a, a, a powerful lesson is like you have a thought that comes up. It's just a thought but it's that story that we're telling ourselves about that thought or that resistance to that thought, or that's, that's what makes it hard. It's not, yeah. just, it's not just a thought and fear. 
fear is not a fact. It's just, it, it's potentially this, this feeling or sensation that comes up in you. And it's like, once you meet it, it honestly only takes about 90 seconds to move through. Mm. And, then, and then you feel more free. You feel lighter. You feel it's, it's that buildup that really does the harm <laughs> that can really do the damage. The more you, you know, fight the fear and let it win. It's giving it that control versus you taking yeah. control. I'll have to remind myself of that. I feel like every time I get to like a new step in my business, uh, those fears come roaring back, especially imposter syndrome, fear that I'm not going to be good enough and that my credentials are not enough and things like that. Yeah. No one's, it's what we're telling ourselves. It's those stories that we're telling ourselves versus I feel, I mean, I feel similarly to you when it, you know, as I navigate my, this business, it's like making those assumptions. Mm. It's like nothing's even happened. Yeah, that, that <laughs> hasn't happened. Why I'm telling myself. Yeah, why am I assuming that this is gonna yeah. be an issue? It hasn't we been. Know. We all know the damage that assuming does. <laughs> but it's it's what it's it's like I said, it's it's we've learned that from you know, you know, our, our family, our friends, our, how we grew up, it's, it's all embedded in there. And now it's adult, as adults, it's learning how to navigate differently and that it's possible to do so. It's mm. just, repro it's, it's, it's reprogramming yourself. What so, inspired you to want to become a coach? I love this question, Carolyn. Um, so I went through a major life event five years ago and, um, I, I suffered a life-changing stroke. And mm. once I overcame the physical rehab and recovery, which took quite a few months and I, I, I wanted to go back to the way things were. That's, that's mm. the infamous phrase I hear from lots of stroke survivors. I want to go back to the old me. I want to go back to the way things were. I want to go back to normal. Yeah. So that's, that's what, what we assume. That's what recovery looks like. It's being who we were before. Yes. No matter what, no matter if it's a stroke, no matter if it's a loss of a loved one, no matter if it's your cancer survivor, if you're a survivor of any type of abuse, mm. um, that's fear, fear. I mean, it, it, it came up for me. It was very much alive, right? Fear of, am I going to have another one for cancer survivors? Is it going to come back? Um, you know, when you lose somebody like fear of being alone or how am I going to do this without this person? The power, the power for me was when I hired my own life coach, like I said, I had a really great support system, but to hire a coach for me, and it wasn't like she gave me, she was a game changer for me, by the way, but it wasn't because she was giving me answers. She was having me tap into my own inner wisdom that I didn't know was there before. Mm. And it was finding not only my purpose in knowing that this happened for me and for a reason, um, but it was accepting and embracing a new normal. 
that was that, that was really a powerful. great story and such a great point that we're always growing and evolving through life and our experiences are shaping us. And it's silly to think that we're going to remain the same person. Right. I think we kind of imprint on one version of ourselves and say, okay, that's me, that's normal. And then as we grow and change over the years, it becomes more and more painful to not be that person. Anymore. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, but it has been the ultimate freedom for me to embrace this new and improved version of myself. She was in there. I just wasn't willing to meet her yet until I was, until I was, you know, ready. And, and, um, and that's, that would, that's a huge message for me, for other people that, that have gone through life changing experiences um, and knowing that the fear shows up, shows up and for a reason, but understanding like, the, 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 it was meant for a reason. It's, it's wanting to know what that reason is. Um, that learning lesson, it's turning our wounds into wisdom, our mess into our message. Um, that's meant to also help others that are where you were. And for me as a coach, it's like, I want to help clients that come to me that are maybe in a similar position to where I was a couple, three years ago, but want to get to some somewhere similar to where, where I am. It's busting through that fear. It's busting through that resistance to, to get there. And there's really, there's no imposter syndrome there because it's something that you did and you're turning around and helping the person right behind you to do. You don't have to be 15 steps ahead of them, you know? Right. I, it's one step ahead. And that's what I have to keep reminding myself when, as, as a coach, it's like, I don't, I don't need to know anymore. I don't need to have any more training. I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's truly my, the knowledge I already have and the life experience that I already have that I can be a, um, a support and for other people, for so many others. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that my story has a lot of layers and that I've navigated it and figured it out. And um, yeah, I, I, I just, especially over these last couple of years where, you know, it's gripped everybody and has really, yeah, we're all going through some, some trauma. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I, and I'm thankful. I, I think because of what I've already been through, that it didn't, it didn't have a big hold on me like others. And it's like, I, I used it, I used it in a positive way. I took, I took advantage of the situation and, and continue to, to better myself just personally and spiritually and emotionally and mentally. Um, because I will, I mean, it's, it's work every single day. You have to, it's being consistent every day. You know, it's, it's, it's trying on, trying on new things, trying new, um, you know, implementing new things in your, your daily life. It's those small things that become the big things for sure. Yeah. That, that reminds me of a, a very, um, geeky reference, but <laughs> I'm here for it on Babylon five. Uh, he makes an amazing speech where he talks about how the bigger ideals don't matter if you don't have the foundation of doing the right thing in the small everyday moments. And that, that has stuck with me for 25 years. 
<laughs> 20 years, something like that, since Babylon 5 aired. <laughs> hey, I love that. That's, you're 100% right. And especially over these last two years, like really finding, you know, it's, it's finding gratitude in the small moments. And sometimes you maybe have to dig a little deeper, but it's worth digging a little deeper. You know, what's, what's going to put a smile on your face versus, you know, I remember when I did go back to corporate sales after my stroke and, you know, I was stressed about, you know, a, a decision maker and a sale that was in the works and things weren't going that I wanted them to go. And I was totally, I was stressed and it wasn't worth the stress. And I needed that reminder from um, a, a female that we, that worked in our office or one of our, one of our managers. And she was like, it's Jennifer, it's not that deep. And, I'm, and I just needed that like split second moment. And I was like, you're right. It's not that deep. Like, yeah. The, end of the day. Know, stress can lead to, so it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's so easy for us to get like wrapped up in our work and like, you know, it's so it's the weight of the world in this one little moment. So it's, it's hard to maintain our perspective when we're really digging into what we do. Yes. And I don't, I, I don't know if then I had the perspective that I even do now, you know, but it's, it's consistently doing this work on myself for myself you know, to, to continue to, the perspective I have is, is everything. It's especially navigating not only COVID, but so many other things that are going on that are out of our control. Mm. So many people get wrapped up into them and let those things control them versus control. It's, it goes back to like one of the big um, lessons I learned from one of my sales managers, control your controllables. What can you control? There's so much that we can't control, and it's really yes. hard to face that. <laughs> yes, and that that that's huge. I mean that that just has carried on with me. Like you can't, but you can control your your attitude. You have control over your mindset, which I just think mindset is everything because it's like just like what I mentioned. Like situations are going to happen. Yeah, like what do you? It's your response to them. Yeah, I think we have to forgive ourselves if our mindset isn't always perfect, but it is it is so powerful. And there's so many ways that things are not as black and white as they seem at first. There's another quote that I always think of when it comes to that, which is Hamlet. Nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. I, yeah, I love that. that. I feel like I learned that last year in my own coaching program. Like, it's true. It's but it's, it's really creating, yeah, like I, like I said earlier, it's, it's the stories we tell ourselves about what's actually going on that hurts us. So it's knowing how to tap into creating those shifts in our minds and ultimately speaking our truth and kind of forgiving ourselves for the stories we told ourselves. And then, so, so compassion and self-forgiveness is what we, is, is what we call it, is what it is. And it's like, I forgive myself for buying into this misunderstanding, like, especially, you know, that I, that I failed in this capacity or that I'm not ready or I'm not good enough, but, and then speaking your truth, 
And that is one of the most powerful lessons and tools I've learned in the past couple of years that I want to help clients with is mm-hmm. ultimately tapping into their truth. It's so powerful. That authenticity. I always tell people like, tell your story, be authentic in your marketing. It, it magnetizes people to you. They want to hear your real life, not the like professional facade. Yeah. Not your, your filtered Instagram version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm never going to be one of those people anyway. Yeah, I, I have no chance of, of building that perfect Instagram look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bravo to the people that that do, and it's it potentially is working for them, and it's no judgment on how they how they roll, how they how they are creating their business. It's just not going to be my way, and I'm okay with that. I think even people who are doing it discover yeah. a greater power in authenticity. I think um, Vanessa Lau is somebody that I follow on Instagram for like Instagram tips. And she went through a big shift in the last year of being more in the moment and more speaking what she thinks instead of like something that's really pre-planned and scheduled out. And it's nice. It's nice seeing her and the real her. Right. And I, what I'm seeing more of lately, which I, which I like is people being more real and authentic on LinkedIn from Mm. a professional platform status, which is, which is where I honestly focus a lot more of my time is just because I want to tap into the, the people that I want to tap into the human beings at the end of the day. Yes, you may be a president of a company or a founder or a president or a sales manager. At the end of the day, you're, you're human and you're, everybody's got life challenges that are potentially getting in their way or they're getting in their own way of achieving maybe that next level professionally. Mm-hmm. But I want to help them tap into the, the, the personal side of it, the, the, the potential mental and emotional struggles that you're potentially taught to mask work yeah Yeah, we're all we're whole people and so i'm glad to see that change too i've seen some people complaining like how come you're bringing personal stuff onto linkedin this is a professional place but even the linkedin ads have been emphasizing like bringing your personality to your work doesn't make you less professional and uh, so i love that i love it too i I plan on doing more and more of that. And I'm seeing more people do more of that. And I'm seeing people better responses, more positive Mm -hmm. responses. Like, thank you for sharing that. I needed to hear that. I resonate with that. I can relate to that. It's at the end of the day, ultimately knowing you're not alone in what you're going through. You will never be alone unless you choose to be alone in it. Mm. Yeah. And we're all struggling. I know we want to present this facade of, of everything's perfect, but um, we've all got our, our weaknesses and our and our difficult moments. It's okay to share that. 100%. I, I promote that. That Another message today I hope people hear is like, don't be afraid. Don't let fear get in the way of, of what needs to come up and out. You cannot keep it stored as energy in your body or you will start to feel that in other ways 
with, with regards to literally your, your health too. As you have personal experience with, so everyone can believe you because <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's been an ongoing, it's been an ongoing um, five-year journey for me to continue to tap into, to my health and, and be an advocate for myself and get answers for myself and to know it's been fascinating to, to go down the functional medicine road and know that they also go to the root cause of mm. what's going on with you. Not just here, let us give you medicine for when you get a headache, but why are you getting headaches? And can we alleviate whatever that is, whether it's environment or food or whatever it might be. So you're, you're not getting as many headaches as you were. And I love that approach. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think it's about time to wrap up. So why don't you tell everybody how they can find you and get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you. I have, so my website is justcommitcoaching.com. And I, I'm offering complimentary clarity calls for folks that are potentially interested in knowing how to kind of break through and get to their next level. What's potentially holding them back? Those those fears and limiting beliefs that get in the way. So, um, and then I'm on Instagram at just commit coaching. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carolyn. I've enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, this is nice. All right. Uh, I'm going to hit the end button here.